Bro, are we ever gonna record this? Kurt, are you gonna start Matthew. the recording? You already Matthew. did that joke in the team preview this week. When? <laughs> and now you come out like, oh, Jonathan, we're gonna record this. You think, you think it's a joke for him. He lives in a perpetual state of just wanting to annoy other people. And he, Bro, he, John, isn't Johnny, so isn't it the same, isn't it the same jacket that Johnny wore on the actual episode? Yeah, it's the same day we're recording. Same yeah, bro, day, this obviously. Guy, no, this guy's, this yeah. guy's just... Me and Matt yeah, are really me, clean, so yeah. we changed our clothes. Why obviously. the fuck yeah. do you guys change clothes between the team previews? <laughs> bro, because I'm not just some fucking crusty-ass gamer who sits there just fucking playing all, right. all day. All right, all right, oh, you wow. too. You're not the real deal? What? Oh my Calm it God. down, calm it down. Can we replace this guy? Bring Ben back. And welcome, all of you viewers, to the final of the team previews for 2021. Of yeah. course, we had to save the best to last. It's the San Francisco shock. And to be honest, I know that a lot of people <laughs> might be anticipating this, I feel like this is a slam dunk episode. It's like you could you could <laughs> you could write this episode in the comments section. I think you're gonna yeah. know what we're gonna say about all of the players because it's just it's just <laughs> obvious. Like no one's gonna have a I've actually seen a couple of people posting power wow. rankings recently where they have hot takes of shock being in second or something like that. It's like oh <laughs> crazy. I like how that's a hot take. Second. Yo, hot take, bro. The shock. They're not going to win every fucking thing this year. They may win like <laughs> 75%, but like they're not going to win everything. Yeah, but I'm not going to go that far. I mean, I'm just going to say it right at the beginning of the episode. I'm not going to go that far. They're, they're, they're undefeated, back-to-back -back champions until someone proves they're better. You've got oh, to oh, have wait, hold on. Un undefeated? Oh, what on. do you mean by undefeated? They have not gone undefeated the entire They're undefeated the last this. two years in finals. Uh, well, like grand finals, yeah, yeah grand right. Finals, <laughs> okay, I guess, sure. But the way you framed it was like they're back to back undefeated. I was like, that's, yeah, okay, all right, that's okay. not accurate. Fair enough, fair enough. They're not, they're not on some crazy win streak. You're right. They, I mean, yeah. it'd be a fucking sixty game win streak at this point. <laughs> that would be ludicrous. Seventy game win streak. I, Can I just vent this well before we get into it? Yeah, go for it. You know, it it's different to be doing end of season rankings and power rankings. So I've seen some fellas recently, like you said, in the community that has done power rankings, you know, based on like scrim box and that kind Why? of stuff. I get it. That is power rankings. You're power ranking how good they are currently. When we're ranking teams, for the most part, and especially when we do our final episode, it's end of season rankings. Yes, not how yeah. good we think they are coming yeah. into this season. Because like if 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 one team is like really good in this meta, starts doing pulling upsets and we're like, oh my god, you put them two or oh, wait, well 19th, you know, like <laughs> how dare you? Oh my god, it's like no, it's it's the end of the season that counts, okay? We're going to separate uh, end of season like, rankings from power rankings. I like that Jonathan is anticipating the mold a week out from doing the yeah, power yeah, rankings yeah. episode. Oh like this god. isn't even uh, we're not even ranking a team right now. We're just doing a preview for the San Francisco well, Shock. And he's already he's already trying to push away the community uh, backlash. But this happens all the time. Like people are like one stage in and they're comparing power rankings and I'm or end of season rankings. And I'm like, oh my god, like this guy is like th Maybe. this team is going like four and oh, but they were in the bottom. Like, how does that make sense? Bro, like this I keep looking at my monitor and just laughing. Like like other teams, like we've had good discussions. Like, oh yeah, they may have a hole here, they may have a hole there. Like this conversation is stupid. Uh, I mean, <laughs> th th they they lose they lose what they lose Ants and Rascal, and it's like, oh man, I feel so bad. They replaced it with Nero and Glister. Like, oh man, what's gonna go on with the yeah. shock? Like, well, I mean, well, let's start hell. There, let's start with the people that they actually lost. So the the like holes from the team, I guess, 
from last year. So Moth mm. disappears. Yeah. And they have Ants and Rascal. That's like the, the starting, well, two players that started and one that was in and out, right, when it comes to Rascal. So what, let's, let's go through them one by one. First of all, the Moth exchange for an FD god. We talked about it when it happened, but now that you see the entire roster as it is, and they have a backline of FD God and Violet and Twilight, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, like, come on, like, what the fuck are we gonna say? Yeah, how, this might be the shortest team preview we've done. <laughs> it might, it might be eight minutes. Yeah, how, do you do you think this is just slam dunk best in the league? Uh, because I'm not, what I, team could I'm contest. not convinced that it's slam dunk best in the league. I think it could be, and it might be, but I don't know whether it's like- You think Shanghai is up there? Yeah, I think Shanghai is up there. I yeah. would also say that like um, the Philadelphia backline was incredible, yeah. is incredible with Funny Astro and Alarm. It, they don't really have like the, the, the third guy like Twilight is to be able to give them enormous depth. But I, 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 I really like the way that they play. Do they even okay. fucking need so, Twilight? No, no, no. So like, 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 they don't even Wait, need okay. him. Like, come on. Like, if, no, they do. FD got his hard stuck uh, masters as flex support, so he's not oh going to be Lord. able to. He's not going to be able to come in and and play. Oh man, Anna yeah, for I, them I, if they need it. it. It's a, it's a good thing they just have a, a former MVP candidate sitting on the fucking bench, just ready to go whenever <laughs> that happens. Like, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I what, mean it, the thing is though. Like when, yeah. when you're comparing <laughs> Shock's backline to the others, you're like, yeah, let's compare FD God and Violet to uh, Funny Astro and Alarm or uh, Lee Dragon and Isayaki. And then you're like, okay, well, this is pretty even. And then you just smack that, just like put Twilight in the carnival. Like, this is your third wheel. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. It, it's. Uh it's an embarrassment I mean, of riches. I mean, they have just too much the, good stuff on this roster. What? Uh, you would look at Shanghai, right? Uh, sure, you I think kind Shanghai of would is say there. And like Shanghai even is like a good shout. Do you, you know? even consider Shu and Moth? Yeah, I think Shu and Moth, there, like, yeah, decent. Uh, very, very decent. Up there, but like, okay, so even if those two are better, end up being better than the Shock one, like... I can't see anybody else being better. Like, I mean, like, no, they're, they're good, I, I don't but know. they're not shock level. It's yeah, like, well, don't get me wrong, but so like let's... Violet Twilight and FD God, <laughs> God, I mean, it's just a little bit above. A little here's, bit. Here's the, um, here's, I suppose, the only uh, thing that you could say that might be a bit of a question mark about the roster. FD God, or about the backline, rather. FD God is definitely much more aggressive than moth is moth yes. has yeah moth is aggressive at the perfect times but he's also he's very uh dynamic with how he moves towards like the front of the fight and then the back of the fight and he's he picks his timings and his moments incredibly well fd god tends more towards the aggressive i would say so like he's he's more active he's incredibly mechanically skilled maybe i mean i would say he's more mechanically skilled than moth but that yeah. doesn't mean he's a better lucio and i also wouldn't say that he's i don't know he might be as well-rounded as moth but i haven't really seen it all yet and Is i'm not convinced that he could play all of the roles that they need i think twilight's <laughs> going to be playing more often this year than he was last year but that might Possibly. not work out. Uh, I mean, I also, I also would say, like, is... I mean, obviously, the Shock know these players better than anybody. 
and they know kind of like or they have an idea of like where the game is headed i think like last year you saw a lot of like really aggressive play across the board right uh that maybe they wanted or maybe they felt like the future of like the main support role looks more like lige gone right that's just really aggressive you know trying to make plays like and maybe they realize like or they probably looked at it and said okay like if we have to pay like this ridiculous amount for moth like fd guard if fd got just sitting out there on the open market like it's not really maybe they felt like it's not that significant of a downgrade and maybe it's something that they really wanted in terms of style of play yeah as an i option. mean that, that definitely could have been the case it could also have been the case that moth just wants a, a change of scenery i mean the, the dude has won two championships the 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 thrill of winning another with the same kind of core might not be as cool as just going and playing with some other people yeah just sending it right yeah. i mean yeah i mean yeah, it's yeah, kind I mean, of like what we said with philly like insane. Some of those players need to prove it to win. Like Moth doesn't really have much of anything to prove. Like at this no. point, right? No, I mean, not, not at all. No, I mean, I I think this is quite like an obvious pickup. FDR is actually a, a role star. Like we can't forget that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's like they got like a... last year. Yeah, and they just picked him up. Just like yeah, yeah. we're picking up FD God. It's like no, no, <laughs> no, you can't do that. And you just picked up FD God. I I think I think FD God is only going to be better this year like he was a rookie last year when he was and i completely like could get on board with like the oh you know he's very aggressive you know rough around the edges but that was last year okay uh, now he's joined the san francisco shock and he's yeah. going to play under crusty mm-hmm. and by all accounts from what i've seen uh from what i've gathered you know he's a coachable fun smart guy really like working well with the san francisco shock and like they're really fitting into that kind of a uh, that environment and so I think he's only going to be better this year. You know, is there some questions about his flexibility sometimes? Yeah, maybe. But I think we've seen his mechanical skill as a Lucio player and him being able to translate that into aim-based heroes like Batiste and then maybe improve his decision-making, totally doable. I have full faith. Yeah, if he yeah. doesn't, they just they just drag Twilight off the MVP right. uh, off the MVP screen of Season 2 and they just put him in there. Uh, yeah. I mean... They well, have two rule let's, stars let's move on to the next player. <laughs> let's move on to the next, like removal yeah. addition kind of thing because the mm-hmm. the main one that i want to focus on here is ants because i think yeah i think moth does you do lose something very substantial when you lose moth you lose like the calm in the back line the, sure. the, the kind yeah. of team stability and a really good flexible player with ants it's not so much the like intangibles that you lose in a similar way to moth it's that raw fuck power is it there though it is. <laughs> Is, is it a hotter take to say that, like, I feel like if you were to, like, I'm more worried about them going into the season having lost Ants than, like, Moth. Like, I don't I don't, I don't think that's a hot take. I think okay. that you could make the argument either way, though, to be honest. Um, Probably. But, but with, with Ants being such an incredible part of their success last year, that was like, they really did find a diamond in the rough. They, they plucked the guy out of being a streamer, for God's sake. He'd been playing on like, what was it? What was the team even called? Like Blossom or something in Contenders Trials. And he, he had... was playing with us in Open Division. <laughs> he wasn't nah, playing nah, with nah. us. That sounds like he was on our team and Krusty scouted him because he was playing with the casters. <laughs> He's just part of the boosting stack. Hmm, if he can win with Sancho on his team, he must be incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was our DPS line. Uh, Ants on the Ash and Chris Pocket on the Doomfist. <laughs> <laughs> so what... What? Hmm, I, I guess the, the question here really is, how much do they lose 
by losing Ans. Well, it's, I feel like, okay, so the scary thing is, and the thing that like would suck is that when you had Ans on the team and if like Ash, like if it was like a hit scan dominated thing, like you were going to win, like, I mean, who else is going to do it, right? I mean, Ans was just dunking on people at that type of level that like, yeah, if, it, if it's like an Ash meta, like in Striker plays Tracer, I mean, who the fuck is beating this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where now you don't really have that, but also like, I mean, Glister's not like, a, Glister Nero aren't like slouches. I mean, no, like Johnny said, no, like like they replaced like Moth with FD God. It's like, uh, we're talking about like how, how bad this would be. Like, I, I feel like so many people didn't actually see a ton of Glister last year where people are going to see Glister play for the shock. Be like, who the fuck is this guy? I'd be like, Oh, yeah. he was in the league last year. Like, and they're going to be like, wait, what? Like, yeah. like this guy is crazy. Here's the thing though. Can I, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Ans yeah. hit scan season last season. Was that the most dominant season a hit scan player has ever had? In a <laughs> it was just, a, it was just a sick fuck you season. He came like, in I, out I of, think, he came... I think so. Like no disrespect towards Glister, but yeah. I think saying like, Oh, you know, he's, he's truly tra talented coming into the shock and he will be able to replant Ans. I think that's disrespectful towards well, what Ans accomplished last season because he, he was built different. Like, th the amount of first kills in team fights he got was like absurd like yeah, he would yeah. just like win fights yeah. for shock before they he even would. started because he was so reliable in getting first picks <laughs> as widowmaker and then his damage output on ash like it was phenomenal like this guy was huh. an absolute beast so i agree that glister is like a truly talented player like he was you know he's going to be in the category of like profit and those kind of players yeah, you know yeah, i agree yeah, yeah. absolutely but Ans was special well like i he he's I know people love Pine. I would rather have Ans over Pine any day. Like this guy oh, is, absolutely. yeah, no, no, no. yeah, for sure. So oh, the like, only other I don't, I, I, I don't, of. I don't think we should forget how unique his season was last year well, because he. Was I don't think anyone's. I mean, I, I wasn't saying that like Glister's just gonna come in and be Ans, but oh, like, no, I'm not really necessarily talking to you, Matt. I'm just like thinking about the people who are like, yeah, well, oh. you know, it's just gonna swap I mean, right Ans, in and replace Ans. Ans had like, we, Ans we had one of like, like, he had like the coolest season I think anyone's ever had. An owl. He came in after being a streamer, showed up fucking slam dunked on everybody's head and then was like mm, yeah i'm out like like it's just like 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 i yeah. Uh, like uh yeah you all suck i'm out like 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 and then he just like, like it's such like an f you type of season he came in everyone was like uh remember i even think in the beginning of the year we were like oh yeah this guy probably won't play that much like he's yeah, just kind of yeah. like on the road we thought he was just gonna be like a content creator they just throw him in there I mean, he just starts slamming on everybody I, I thought he'd just be a widowmaker specialist like they yeah, would literally just best. for widowmaker and then striker would play everything else and then he started playing the mccree for them full time <laughs> and then he started playing the, the the he played a little bit of tracer for them he started playing sombra for them at the end of the season <laughs> he started playing uh a, like a, a few maps of may at the end of the season so but the thing is, when you look at the playtime of all of those heroes that he played, it doesn't look like much. So it's like, it's easy to dismiss it as just saying, well, they just used him here and there and some other stuff. Do, do you have any idea the skill of the players that he was benching to play roles that he had no intention <laughs> of playing at the beginning of the season? That's ridiculous to come in and start benching May and Sombra players on the San Francisco Shock. That's insanity. So this guy was not only great in that aspect, but he was also able to flex over onto other roles and provide even more for the team. But that is where I think Glister will be stronger even. 
than yes. ants is that yeah. glister is mega flexible mm-hmm. it, and and i think that creates maybe even a little bit of a dilemma for the team to be honest because you have nero and glister who are both excellent at a bunch of flex dps picks uh, but you're also going to require somebody probably to specialize in long range hit scan for the team which you could make striker do but a lot of the long range hit scan metas end up being like a long range hit scan and a tracer and you're always going to want to pick tr- uh, striker on tracer so i do think there's a bit of juggling that's going to be needed here in terms of what roles people actually end up on and that's something that the shock have historically been pretty good at managing in the past actually so i'm not saying that they're going to fail to do it but it 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 would be it would be um quite difficult at this point to be able to predict exactly what uh heroes glist is going to play throughout the season i think it's possible yeah. that he could just become a widow ash specialist for this team um yeah. and you mm-hmm. won't see the full depth of the stuff that he can play but he is yeah. he's truly truly flexible i just hope that they don't lose that edge that they had with ants like uh, like ants ability to like just like win fights, as I said, like win fights before they even started, like being able to find those initial picks and really just like creating situations for himself where he just won fights like that. Like Glister is without a doubt going to slot into the San Francisco shock system and just like be unreal on hit, on hit scan. But is he able to have that like X factor where he that you really need to beat the likes of Shanghai Dragons, etc.? That, I think, will be the yeah. question for me uh, the first few matches I see him play. My, yeah. my, um, my gut feeling is that, no, he won't be able to do that. Because, like you said, what Ans did was, like, ridiculous. It was actually mm. ridiculous. He just yeah. dominated every other hitscan in the league. I don't think Glister's going to dominate everyone in the league. I think it's going to be, like, pretty close between him and the other top hitscan players. But that, that is also enough for Shock to potentially win another title. Like, it's, it is unlikely that Shock win another year. It's unlikely that any team does it, right? Like, the chance that any one team wins is really low. Um, mm. And for Shock to do it three times in a row, that would be unreal. But it is still very possible, and it's still possible even if you don't have Ants winning you all of the, the opening picks in team fights. You, you can still get by with without a monster dps like he was yeah i mean yeah. they have the, this x factor in many other roles i mean we saw like how instrumental violet was in the playoffs for example like them being able to play that Zenyatta strategy yeah. that we didn't see a lot of other teams like we were looking at teams and i think um correct me if i'm wrong i think they were playing a lot of ana and stuff back then like to start the playoffs off mm. and then yes, they were i think they yeah. were yeah. Yeah. yeah and then violet like started playing uh Senyara and stuff yeah. on Hollywood is a real uh, map that comes to mind and it, people were like how do we deal with him like he just steals too much damage in the backline of yeah. Shock and just like won those games because they couldn't deal with him so Shock already like they, they have such phenomenal individual skill on so many roles so I don't think they'll be you know uh, I don't think they'll have a problem necessarily I also think there's a there's a scenario where like Glister isn't that hitscan p- player. If you remember, even before they signed Ant, all we heard about, like, just kind of like around the league and whatnot, was how much work Striker was putting into like the Widowmaker, the Ash, yeah, yeah. like the McCree. That <laughs> yeah, like we haven't mentioned Striker. <laughs> that right. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh that that you could have Striker pick up like the Ant's role, so to speak, of like playing those type of heroes, which we know Striker is like world class in those and. Striker is a player. If he's not world class in those, he's going to sit at his computer for four hundred hours and get get world uh, class at it. Uh, yeah. And then have Glister play things like the Tracer, and then also you have Nero in the lineup to play all these other like 
if they have to play stuff like a Hanzo or something, maybe he comes in or like a Farah. Uh, I still don't know where Tayo fits in on this team. I think he's just hanging out. Like, I mean, even <laughs> him, like, yeah, like they, I think they could throw him in the lineup. They probably still would win a bunch of games. I mean, they're definitely still yet to hash out a spot. At least they haven't shown what the spot would be for Tayo. They might still be working on it in scrims. Maybe they've even found the spot for him, but they haven't demonstrated it. They haven't shown any evidence of that. And he could be their hit scan guy for all we know, right? I mean, I mean you would, would go at striker first, I think, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, the thing is, I wouldn't nominate Tayo for any spot on this team, but the thing, but the team is, if the team crafts him a spot, I trust the coaching right. staff that they've crafted him the proper spot, you know? This coaching staff can do no wrong in my eyes. They've they've absolutely been phenomenal in the in the past. Like uh, if the past two if seasons. the meta at the beginning of the season is Tracer Ash, what who do you expect to be playing for this team? And what? Tracer striker hundred percent yeah. on the tracer. I think if you don't put striker on the tracer in any meta that has a tracer, you are throwing away your best throwing. chances. You're just hard throwing. Even if striker's your best ash, you should put striker on the tracer because <laughs> he, he skill gaps other tracers. It's like Anson yeah. Hitscan, except he's the tracer. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he does ludicrous shit. Other tracers in the league, I don't know. You haven't really been able to specialize in it as much. There have been certainly some people that have been spectacular at it, but... I feel like most teams don't have someone who just fucks on Tracer yeah, anymore. It seems like a lot of does. the Tracers, a lot of the Tracers we've had in the league, like, you know, you'll see like a, a guy play Tracer at like a crazy high level for like a season or two, but then like, you know, new people come in and they yeah. kind of catch up and whatnot. Striker seems to be the one that we saw him play it originally and we still see him play it now and he's still like that dominant at it. Yeah. Like yeah. regardless of how the yeah. other players and maybe the role has evolved, like, he is still that good on it. And, and uh, yeah, I guess I tend to agree. Like, I, I think they may end up pushing him more towards like the ons direction. But that's just based off of what I think they wanted his role to be ages ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now that like they have that hole open, you may want to revisit that. Uh, but still, it's, I mean, could you imagine having to make the decision like, oh man, what do we do? Do we put him on uh, Ash Widow or do we put him on Tracer? Like, what a what a what a nice decision to have to make. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, That's the thing. It's just it's just an like I said, an embarrassment of riches. You have way <laughs> too many great players, and by all reports as well, they didn't pay ridiculous prices for them because people want to come to the shock because they want yeah. to win. They they know that they're working with the best coaching staff. Well, that's going to make them the best. Yeah. That's going to potentially win titles, win trophies. The also, sorry, go on, go on. If you're a player like Glister, like, why go risk it somewhere else? Come to the shock. They're going to put you in a role where you're going to look awesome. You're going to gain tons of fans from fucking, like, making it far into the playoffs and whatnot. And if you win, great. And then if you want to go get paid, go get paid. Like, yeah. I mean, you have a better chance to go get paid then than, like, just kind of going from wherever you were on London to try and... I mean, I'm sure you probably could have, but you kind of look at the long-term <laughs> scale of it, right? Like, he can put himself like really high up there in terms of like DPS across the league with a performance, yeah. like how he plays like on the shock. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, um, let's talk about Glister. Uh, sorry, Nero a bit as well. Cause Nero has been a rising star within North America. He didn't participate in the last world cup because he chose not to, but had he chosen to, I think he would have probably been on the team. He looked like the best flex DPS kind of player available um, at the, at the time. And this guy has, a huge amount of talent and potential, in my opinion, and fills the... I think what I like, 
even though the hero pools overlap quite a bit between Nero and Glister, it's helpful because it allows Glister then to potentially focus more on Hitscan if they want him to do that. Because they don't have to worry that the other roles aren't going to get taken or, or filled properly. Because Nero can play all of them anyway. Yeah, I think you, you essentially just look at this as like the new rascal for the team. Like fill a pretty similar, yeah. similar role when it comes to what heroes he can potentially fill for them um, and, and fit that play style. So I, I, I just think it's a very solid, solid pickup across the board. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I also think we've been kind of like, like we know how good Nero is, but like I still feel like we're waiting for him to like kind of really have that like, maybe it's that moment or really kind of that stretch where you see like everybody realizes how good he is and maybe he even kind of realizes like his potential. Uh, I think him probably yeah. being, I think him probably being with this group and then also being back in NA, probably yeah. huge. Remember, yeah. um, was it, what's it end of 2019 in like stage four when Guangzhou were really good or something. And like he came out to play junk, yes. uh, yes. junk yes. and stuff like that. And we were like, wow, like Nero is really like stepping up his game. Yeah. But it felt like it didn't we last. Didn't feel that energy like throughout uh, you know last well, year also, so i think he, he had could, visa like... issues too right that's yeah. why eileen ended up playing a lot of the season and filled in roles like the tracer and like the genji for the uh the guangzhou charge because they they had problems i remember talking to nero and neptuno when they're just stuck inside their hotels like yeah. just just stuck essentially quarantined away and bored out of their minds i do actually think that moving i, I think nero is probably someone that still has quite a lot of fire to to, to reach his potential and getting back to yeah. the US will help with that, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, so that's where I agree with Matt, you know, that like maybe in this situation now when those issues aside, he can finally focus on the game uh, and channel more of that energy and take like the next step to really evolve as a player. We've seen him be really good in a situation that wasn't ideal for him, right? I mean, uh, what, he had to move across the world, right? Like he had visa issues, uh, he had like a role, but then it seemed like the role got carved away and kind of given away just because he wasn't physically there. Uh, now that he's back in the States with a team that will find a role for him, right? Like Krusty will kind of put him in a good position to succeed. Yeah. Uh, I think you could really see him have another breakout year, like a breakout year, which you know, if what we just kind of predicted with Glister and Nero happens you won't miss aunts as much. Uh, yeah. Where, I mean, you could also make a case that this year they're better covered in multiple different spots on DPS than they were last year. Remember, they were like, we were like, who's going to be the Genji for this team? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Like, because they weren't yeah. playing Rascal. Like, now that you have, like, a three-headed monster of Nero Glister Striker, like, you'll have somebody who can play a hero, they, those heroes at the highest level, right? You won't be searching for answers. That that whole situation was kind of weird because I remember didn't Crossy do like an AMA after the summer showdown, and it was like Rascal hadn't practiced Kenji for a long time, and that's why they didn't play it or something like that. Yeah, something like um, that. Yeah, yeah. But that was the, like the only. I think that was the only time throughout the season where I was like, I don't know what they're trying to do here because they were forcing the tracer. I think they were forcing striker on tracer or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they they also make that work, but they essentially came down to the last team fight against Paris. Yeah. So you know, it's not not like okay, yeah. well, you know, you can't go in on them for if dropping. You, you know, yeah. If you wind back the clock to the beginning of the season, though, Shock did actually have a really slow start. They lost to both yeah. of the LA teams, I believe. 
They lost to the Valiant and the Gladiators, right? The Did they lose to Seoul too? Or just to um, the LA teams? No, I think they just lost to the LA okay. teams. They lo they did mm. lose another match at some point during the season, though. Um, but they I lost to Philly at the end. Right, Remember? yes, they lost the yeah. regular season game to Philadelphia. They lost right the regular game. season game to Philly. Yes, yeah. but um, yeah, those that like slow beginning to the season, I think could also come back uh, this time as well. I think that's very reasonable. But the you you can really never doubt this team. They are just. Uh freakish there uh, is there there's only one way this team does not live up to what we expect them to there, there's like you look at this roster and there's just too many good players all around the only way that they're not able to get there and do it is if like the new players who have to play big roles are not are not used to the pressure of trying or may not may not realize the pressure of trying to win three in a row right like they weren't there yeah. for the first two but like there's still a lot of pressure to, like, if they get that far, right, to get it done. Well, that's a, the only thing I can see undoing this team. Here's, here's yeah, another really question it. for you. Here's a hypothetical, because here's another thing that I could actually see potentially causing issues for them and stopping them from getting really, really deep towards the end of the season. Do you, do you think it's harder to want it as much the third time after you've, yes. already, you've already won it, you've already defended your championship, the third time... There's not even, there's not even like a natural human narrative that goes along with that, you know? Like the first time it's like, I've got to prove myself. The second time it's like, I've got to defend my, my, my role. The third time and the fourth and the fifth and whatever, it just becomes like, I'm winning again. <laughs> there, there isn't, I feel like there isn't well, as I much think, drive naturally. Uh, sure, I, I, I buy that. And you know, that has been like a thing in sport, real sports as well. Real, not real sports, physical real sports. sports. <laughs> yeah, Meat physical sports. sports, you know, like how, mu like how much <laughs> drive do you have? I, I think it's a bit different though, because there's also this thing in um, physical sports that when you win the title, you want to have some player turnover because you want some new guys to be in the roster. Like some new people who come in and are like, hey, we're hungry. Like, hey, you guys are champs. Like we want to run it back because like now we're on your team and we want to win as well. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, and I, that's where I think they've done a solid job. So FD is going to come in um, with that revitalized energy and be like, hey, you know, I want to win. And then you have Nero and... Um, yeah, so I uh, and Glister as well. So I feel like they're going to bring that energy themselves. And then I also think a factor that we haven't mentioned is, of course, that Junkbug and Arachne is gone from the coaching staff from oh, this team yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. And I so I think the fact that it's not a new situation, but a little bit, you know, something some things have changed from last year. The only way that's going to end poorly is if, like you said, they're off to a rough start and like they cannot seem to figure out some small issues and maybe that leads down like a rabbit hole of like, you know, we can't fix this, like what was going on. But I, but I think for the most part, like it's a positive that they've changed some stuff around because that means that it's a new environment. New people are coming in hungry to, you know, cheer on some of these veterans now that's won two championships. Um, and as well, you have that confidence from winning as well. Yeah. Because when you, when you win, you're like, hey, we're, now we're the back-to-back -back champs. We know that if we lose a couple of games early, we'll be fine. We'll figure it out. We, we got that long-term goal, the way we think, the way we improve over time on months and months. So I, I, I think I wouldn't be too worried about this team because I like the off-season moves they made. And I, I still think they're very hungry to get a third title. I mean, when, we, uh, when I coached uh, Complexity in Call of Duty and we won like 13 events, 14 events, I think in a row. Like we got through that just because we fucking hated everybody else. Like <laughs> we needed 
you Call needed some you. type of mo- well you needed some type of motivation because like josh says like if you just like if you just show up like there's a bunch of other teams who are way hungrier to beat you and like take that fame from you and whatnot so if you don't really like like as you win more it becomes way harder to win if that makes any sense uh you need to kind of really have it out for people uh, and really kind of have that killer instinct well i mean we think everybody Maybe they're missing that now without Moth being in the team. I think he really yeah, I, I think the, he was. the hatred. Well, I mean, at the time, right? Like, uh, at the time with, like, Complexity, like, everybody wanted to see Optic win. Everybody, so, and we used to just love sending all of the little Optic fans home crying when they got knocked out. <laughs> like, that was what motivated us, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you don't have that, and you're just making tons of money, and you've already won, and you already got, like, everything, it can be hard to, like rally the troops so to speak so like johnny said it's good to have some new blood come in right yeah uh because that kind of is a a little bit of a reset but you have a lot of the team being people who have been there for a while right uh to where and it doesn't take that much it's like ah you know like we don't have to go that hard today we don't have to go hard you know we got time we got time next thing you know you're out uh i mean it's it's that fast so well, also i can't see crusty letting that happen though no yeah. but also i think and maybe you, you'd agree uh, matt maybe you maybe you'd agree with me here um i think that when you're on that throne as well and like you lose a couple of games you get you take it personally like you're like yeah you these do. guys think they're the new cool shit and like they think they're as good as us and that even like motivates you further to take practice way more seriously and like helps you tap into like that championship mode because you're like oh my god like these guys beat us like twice in regular season where come playoffs we're gonna like fuck them over like the scary part is like you mentioned that that is true like i remember when we would lose games and we'd see like reddit threads and people were like oh yeah this is the end like whatever we would just be like all right f you guys and like we would go out and do it but like if you don't have that it becomes pretty easy to get sucked into that as well, right? Uh, you know, because especially now, like you have a bunch of new people, like you start reading, like, oh, like, you know, you lose a few games early, like Josh says, and you have like a news team, and it's like, can they still get it done? Like, it's just a lot of pressure. And some teams thrive under it, right? And they use it to go forward. Uh, other teams, it just slowly kind of unravels it, right? But I think. I think this is where you really have to give credit to the management and the coaching staff and everything that they have in place. I don't believe that group will let this happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I also think Krusty uh, will notice like if a player stops caring, like if a player is like, you know, like pushes aside like the Twitch chat spam or like the tweets or whatever, like doesn't have the fire. And it's like, I don't really care. Like I've won two times, like, and doesn't tap into that, taking it personally kind of thing. I think that could be a sign. I'm not saying it's over, oh. but that could be a sign that someone's like not as motivated to grind anymore. Whereas people continue to take things personally, like care, like genuinely care uh, about the game and winning, etc. I think they'll take a notch what? while others may like chill more. <laughs> well, what I love about Krusty is he plays the best players on the team no matter what. Like, like he could, they have, the, the, by the way, we haven't even talked about, they have the most popular player in the league on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many other teams would sacrifice like whatever you know in terms of like main tank to just play super because he is the most popular player in the league right uh there are probably a lot of other teams that would do that uh the shock though 
they they look at it as like hey like our business is winning right and i think yeah. that's what super also likes about it because it doesn't put him in a position where he has to play all of the time right he can like when when the heroes that he is good on are good he goes in the game like he is yeah. not asked to to have to do anything that he he doesn't feel comfortable doing put himself in a bad spot but there are a lot of other teams who would say oh you know we have some fan favorite players let's just chuck them out there and whatnot uh where no like you have like, if you start for the shock you have earned that spot like I you mean, haven't just yeah. kind of showed up and the the Matt, I know that the people in the chat are going to be going Super Genji, Super Genji, Super Genji, but that that was super hey, bro, genuinely convincing. If the Super Genji was Rusty. a meme, if the Super Genji was a meme, then why aren't these other teams beat it? Or do they just suck that much that they lose the Super Genji? I mean, come on now, like, like, uh, and it seemed like I mean, dude, the dude was practicing on stream a lot. He like, was, and I think he uh, actually convinced Krusty that he no like, seriously wanted to play it and, and knew how the role was supposed to be played. Yeah, here it I is. Mean, I mean, he he had, you know what, I, when we talked about this at the time. Like, laughing. They had a, um, he was, he was, Super's very good at just like understanding the game. He just knows how the game is supposed to be yeah. played. So he's very good at being able to get value from his position. I mean, his look. position is completely different. to what He understands the game. They have a tremendous dive around him with tremendous players. Uh, and he's already put time in on this hero where Genji also was at a moment here where I don't know if you can make Genji may have been the strongest he's ever been uh, at this <laughs> moment. Uh, yeah. So like, yeah, if he's I put wanna, the time in, I, I wanna why talk, not? I want to talk a little bit though about expectations for the San Francisco shock <laughs> because I think a lot of people are going to be putting them at number one position in their power rankings. I imagine, spoiler alert, we're probably going to put them at number one in our power rankings but does that mean that they are expected to win for the third time? Like, would you, would you expect the San Francisco Shock to come away with the title this year? What's, yes. What do you think is a reasonable finish for them? Winning it all. I would actually say going to the finals is enough. You don't have to win. You just go to the finals. Bro, uh, you, so wait, Holland, you're <laughs> telling me. Holland, you're but, telling you know, me. That, no, 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 no. I actually think that potentially losing Arachne and Junkbug could be a big deal for the team. And I don't think it's going to make like any big overarching changes. I don't think they're going to come in and suck. But, you know, when it comes to playoffs, a lot of it comes down to the meta. We've seen a couple of times now in the playoffs, like full transparency, we've seen a couple of times now where the meta changes up before the playoffs. Some teams, they adjust to it, some others. And then it comes down to how do you prepare for the other playoff teams? Like when you've seen them play quarterfinals and semifinals, come, yeah. can you come into the finals prepared? Stuff like that. I'm not going to take that stuff for granted. So if there's one way that San Francisco Shock ends up losing in the semis or the finals. Maybe it has to be with the way they adjust, or maybe they're like on the back foot when it comes to compositions or play style, stuff like that. I could see that. So finals is enough for me. I thought it was pretty funny where Johnny said full transparency, the meta's changed. Like we don't show the actual gameplay, like that they could, like the people like watching couldn't actually see like the meta change, like that it was just some hidden type of thing. Uh, I actually think people will be angrier if they make it to the finals and lose than if they bow out in third or fourth, like if they get to that point of like almost getting for the three Pete and they lose, it'll be like way more like the sky is falling than like if they got third or fourth or something like that. Like, uh, really? I, I feel I, like it's, yeah, yeah, I feel like if they make the finals, it's like a must win scenario or else I feel like that'll all we'll be talking about for like months. 
uh, right. to where I think if they if they get third or fourth, like it'll be like, oh, you know, they had a good year, a lot of changes like that's, you know, expect sure. them to be back. And 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 I think my expectations for this team are that they are probably not going to win. But you could say that about any team that's at the top. There's no team where you there's no team so where you would say that they're like odds on favorite to win other than the shock. And even the shock, they're like. It's a small chance that they're going to win. They just what would have a be their percentage if you gave else. them a percentage right now to win the entire league? What would it be? There's 20 teams, right? So if it was yeah. absolutely even between all teams, that would be a five. Which we know, chance. which we which we know ain't true. That there's, is definitely there's, not true. There's a, there's a few teams that I am willing to give them their five percent. I will I will give I will give the Valiants five percent to the Shock. I'll take the I'll take the Titans five percent. I'll give it to the Shock. I mean. Yeah, I might say they have something like a fifteen percent chance, though, of winning. But 50, because Shock has fifteen percent chance of winning, something like that, maybe maybe higher, maybe who, like a twenty. But I don't more? think it's large. I don't think anyone would have more. No, it, that's the thing. I don't think anyone would have a more of a percentage. But when there's twenty teams and they all have to have a a, a non-zero percent chance of winning, well, I mean, some of them might have an infinitesimally small amount of winning. But there's some very, I guess, to get away from the math side of it for a second. There is going to be stiff competition this year. They're going to have rivalries both domestically and in every stage final. They're going to be competing against APAC teams where they're playing on 90 ping. And I mean, it's going to introduce some weirdness to the games. I know that the Overwatch League is doing this and it's a really cool direction for the game to go for online play. But it's going to be a bit funky playing on 90 ping. It's just a fact of latency. So I think that it's going to be much harder this year than it was in either of the previous two years to win a lot and to win, like, all of the stage titles. Or, wait, they didn't do last year. They lost one of them. But I really don't think they're going to win all the stage titles. I think that is a wild claim if no. anyone thinks that's no, going to happen. No, no, no. They, they win at least one, though. Yes. I think yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll win one, at least. I think, yeah. I think they, could, they could win two. They, I mean, they might even win three, but <laughs> even three, that seems... Like... That's even that seems ridiculous to me. But like to get all the way through and then win the finals again against even tougher competition this year, you have you have the Shanghai Dragons of last year. You have the Philadelphia Fusion that's made some some alterations but could be as good. You have the the like super teams in North America as well. Uh, you have the Soul Dynasty as well, who made the finals in the previous year. You have all of their domestic NA rivals that could be good. The Gladiators have taken Moth. The Washington Justice is trying to form a sick team. Florida Mayhem gave them a little bit of trouble last year and have made even more improvements. Uh, these, It should be harder for Shock to win a third time around. This should be the yeah. hardest year that Shock has ever had. And it's just unlikely that they get it three times in a row anyway, because... It's, it's unlikely for anyone. It would be a... The, the whole point of it being ridiculous mm. that they could get a 3 P is that it is a, an insanely miraculous task to accomplish something like that. So I don't think I, you I should think, expect um, them to win. I think so, you should expect them to go to the Final Four. But I don't think you should expect them to win. I, I get what sure. you're saying with some of these teams that have gotten better. My, I guess, gut tells me these teams got better, but they got better to the point where they'll beat the crap out of each other. But there will still be one spot in the power rankings <laughs> with a break in between it, and they will not get over that hump. Uh, that's know. my like, gut. There's so much quality. I understand where you're coming from, Matt, and I, I think I agree with you. But like when you get 
to the point where there are so many stacked teams in the league it comes down to the small details like how do the brackets run like how much preparation do you have before your match like yeah. do you have to play back to back and and stuff like that right and like what's the meta most importantly yeah there are going to be a couple of teams that just like end up losing because of the meta they have wrong understanding of the meta or something like that so it has more elements of yeah. randomness to it whereas before Shock knew that they were going to cross the finish line because they had so much individual skill. But now they have other teams contesting there's them also, in that department. Uh, so. There's also only 16 games this season. Yeah. So if they do start a little bit slow, it, it's possible that they, you know, if they drop two games at the beginning, like they did with the LA teams last year, they don't have as long to be able to pick that back up and immediately, like, make a stage final and... and and win a stage. That's probably that's almost certainly not going to hurt them in the long term because we'll probably have a decent chunk of teams go to the playoffs. It would be ridiculous for anyone to suggest they're not going to uh, make the playoffs, well, and then they can run it towards the end. But there well, are there are challenges ahead of the shock. They're not a slam yeah. dunk to three p. Well, well, I think it's interesting. You know, uh, uh, a few people commented they like my UFC reference on the actual show, so I'll use well, another one here. Uh, John Jones, right? People want to watch him fight not because he's undefeated, because they want to see like the actual visual of him losing. Like that's the right. one thing we don't yeah. have that is interesting with the shock. I can't pick against them because I've never physically, like, I've never actually seen it happen. Like, like yeah. I've never seen them walk off the stage with the confetti falling and somebody else grabbing the trophy. So it's like they're in a weird spot where people are now watching to see if they'll lose rather than yeah. if they're going to win again. But that's like sick. people are. That is also right. sick. I love that we have that in the league because previously when you when you would like pick a team to root against, it almost felt like uh like they hadn't proven enough to even root against them. Like when when New right. York dominate the season, you want them to win because that's the natural conclusion of the arc of them yeah. being the best team. You don't want to see them just get upset out of nowhere. They they did, they came third. It was now like, you just want to see oh, anybody well. get over the hump. Sure, but then when you had like that amazing rivalry between the Shock and the Titans, that was like peak Overwatch rivalry, the yeah. clash between the mm. two of them. They faced off so many different times. This year, we have another opportunity for rivalries like that, but it doesn't just have to be two teams. It can be the Shock versus the world, genuinely. Yeah, like, that's literally that is, what it is. That is going to yeah. be what it is. It's going to be the Shock taking on all opponents and seeing where they crumble, where they fall. And... It's going to feel like Shocker running a gauntlet this season because everyone's watching them with a microscope to see, are they beatable? Are they mortal? Where will well, the they pressure, fall? The pressure is going to be fall? enormous. I mean, the pressure is going to be enormous. Like when this, every finals that this team plays in, because they'll play in, they'll play in a handful throughout the year. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't. But like everyone will be a must watch because you want to see if somebody will take them out, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there will be a, a small, you know, the, the shock fans who tune in, they want to see them win. A majority of the people, though, want to see if somebody will take down the dynasty, right? Yeah. Uh, where that is a so. lot of pressure, where you know the entire chat and all of social doesn't want to see, like, they kind of want to see you lose, and it's not personal, right? But they just want that image of, like, you being defeated. Like, because yeah. we haven't seen it. We've just never seen it. I'm on uh, the opposite side. I'm the I'm really? the kind of guy who just wanted to see Tom Brady play with the Patriots forever and just like break record after record. Because <laughs> I like, just break all the records. Like if Shock wins for like five years straight, 
good. It's in the record books. Like, just keep building the records. It's it's over when it's over. But I'm the kind of guy who just want to see, continue to see, like, people crying over Shock just winning all the time. And I hope they don't, like, lose it. Because I think that'd be a shame. I think, I've said this many times, to go back, to go back a little bit. I've said this many times already. I think this upcoming season is going to be the best Overwatch League season oh, yeah. yet. Because, like, the narratives are just, like, insane. Like you said, like, Shock versus the world. Um, Washington Justice. Everybody hated them after they picked up the K last season, going into the postseason. Now they have a new roster. Los Angeles Gladiators. They're like, you know, we're, we're actually going to compete in the top three. They just keep picking players up. Florida Mayhem is like, hey, forget about us, Washington <laughs> Gladiators and Shock. Like, don't forget about us. Uh, then you have Shanghai running it back. Seoul, continue, playoff profit. It's like, there's so many great yeah, narratives. Are. I love it. I, yeah. we, we keep saying that, and I keep, like, I try to envision it in my head. Like, who is the team and what does it look like? What, and I just can't. Shock? Right, yeah, and I just can't. That's my. That's kind of what I'm hung up on. I, is like, I can see it. I can see it in the tea leaves. I can see it actually. <laughs> I I think that there are in there's enough quality in other that somebody teams will the get them. That someone someone's gonna get them. And I think the gladiators are a great shout. And my God, if Moth is the team that oh, if Moth is the I mean, team that does it, I mean that is a gut punch, bro. I mean that that's, is that's the man putting in his ticket for goat status, isn't it? That's like if if the gladiators oh end God. up doing it, look, Bren Bren will fucking show up with a beard down to the floor. He'll be like, <laughs> I fucking told you, show you fucking come back. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the amount yeah, of I mean, people who come into my Twitch chat or are like. Do you ever think a main support will win the MVP? And then you're like flipping on its head and it's like, Moth is the goat of Overwatch. <laughs> just uh, flip I mean, the question on its head. Hey, I'm, it's not just, saying look it at their... I'm not saying it now. He would have no. to win the league. God, it's just you look at their roster and you look at everybody else's and you're just like, how? No, I can see it. Like, I can visualize it. I can see Shanghai taking over the throne, you know? They, really? From their, their, their starting story was just like going 0-42. Bro, we've seen season. this fate, so we've seen this fate moon thing before, bro. And, ball. <laughs> and then, you know, they really upgrade their roster, and then it disappoint. They like, they went out third, and people were like, no! Oh my god, Shanghai came third! But, and now they're running back with fate and uh, in and moon, and it's just like, oh, okay. wow. I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need to press you for a, t I don't know why I'm even asking. The, yeah, why the, are we even yeah. doing the latter well, thing? Remember I mean, said a fucking A+. Plus. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Jaws actually introduced an S tier, so I, I just want to put right. that out there in case you... Oh, yeah. Sure. Put them, whatever the, whatever <laughs> the fuck plus. the highest rank we're going to give, just put them there. Uh, well, what's funny is it, it, this actually would have been a short episode uh, if we just talked about the shock, but I think the... the most interesting thing about the shock is like trying to find out where they would lose. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really yeah. what you're trying to do is like how it would happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, that concludes our team. Pre oh, sorry, Jonathan. Uh, I'm assuming you're going with an S tier. Johnny's going to give yeah, him a C. Yeah. He's a C minus. <laughs> no. C minus for Johnny. C minus. I'm right, telling you. The, the he's got him with the staff, defiant. The, the staff of the shock, the managers, the GMs, they will find a way to, say, to, to, to like find a clip where we said something bad about the shock and they'll be like, oh my uh, god, they criticized the shock. Not again. Like, they always do that shit. Mind they'll you, Josh wasn't. Wasn't oh, this Lord. the person who, before so we started, tiring. was like, "Oh yeah, for the 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 big episode, you know, we gotta we gotta be mean on some teams." And then he comes <laughs> in and he's like, "Oh, I don't want to see Tom Brady lose. That would be sad." And then he's like, "Oh I'm man, they may we should be, be saying something bad." Oh, oh, conjuring up narratives again. Oh my uh, God.
Well, even if you want to see us, if you want to see us conjure up even more narratives, my God, tune into the next main episode of Plat Chat because once this drops, you can tune in on Tuesday and you can catch us doing our power rankings episode with the whiteboard. I bought the big old whiteboard and some sharp, <laughs> uh, sorry, dry erase markers, and uh, it's going to be electric. We're going to have a guest. We're going to have the <laughs> three gonna- of us. And we're going to gonna... tear the place up. You ain't never seen power rankings like these, baby. No. You ain't never seen power rankings Production like these. value through the fucking roof. Roof. <laughs>